Good morning. It is Monday, November 22nd, and this is the Commuter Devotional. My name is Chuck, and I'm so glad that you have decided to join us today as we seek to engage our God in scripture and prayer before the busyness of our day begins. We are working our way through the book of Zechariah. Today we'll start chapter 10. There's only 14 chapters in this book, so we're well past halfway and We'll be finishing up these book here in the next couple weeks, moving on to the book of Malachi, and together these two books are preparing us for the Advent season. What is Advent? Advent has a lot of different meanings, and there's a lot of things that we could talk about when we talk about Advent. But one of them is, is that it puts us in the mindset that these folks who are the audience for Zechariah's book are in. They're looking forward, anticipating, and waiting for the coming Messiah. An Advent season is a time that we do exactly that. This week is Thanksgiving, and to me, the way I've always thought about it, as soon as Thanksgiving is over, Advent begins, even if it's not exactly on the Advent calendar. But Advent starts, to me, right after Thanksgiving. It's a time when our hearts and our minds look forward and get into the mindset of trying to anticipate, just like these folks did, the coming Messiah. That day, that sweet day, when Jesus came as a baby. So. With that being said, let me read our passage for us today. I'll pray, and then we'll dive right into it. This is Zechariah chapter 10, verses 1, 2, and 3. Ask rain from the Lord in the season of the spring rain, from the Lord who makes the storm clouds, and he will give them showers of rain, to everyone, the vegetation in the field. For the household gods utter nonsense, and the diviners see lies. They tell false dreams and give empty consolation. Therefore the people wander like sheep. They are afflicted for the lack of a shepherd. My anger is hot against the shepherds, and I will punish the leaders. For the Lord of hosts cares for his flock, the house of Judah, and will make them like his majestic steed in battle. Let's pray together. God, as we come to this passage out of our weekend, Lord, we ask for your help to unpack these really packed three verses. Lord, give us wisdom and discernment by the power of your Holy Spirit this morning. Amen. These three verses really are packed. Let's begin to unpack them here. Verse 1 of chapter 10 serves as kind of a bridge passage between chapters 9 and chapter 10. Now remember, 9, 10, and 11 form the first oracle that end the book of Zechariah. And at the end of chapter 9, it says that in the future coming kingdom of Jesus, of the Messiah, grain shall make the young men flourish and new wine the young women. And in verse 1 of chapter 10, the Lord says that the rain will come from him, the one who made the storm clouds, will shower the fields, and everyone shall be full of the vegetation that's in the field. The Lord is the provider. In this coming kingdom, God will sustain all life. And this is an interesting verse because it seems like, in the way that it transitions to verse 2 of chapter 10, it's a direct confrontation, the Lord speaking against the false god Baal. Now, Baal is uh, his own kind of sub-character in the Old Testament. He is one of, well, probably the biggest Canaanite god. He's the god of storms, of rain. And this was the god that the Israelite people were tempted to worship multiple times and built idols and temples to this god, Baal. You remember the famous uh, showdown between Elijah and the priests of Baal. And in verse 1 of chapter 10, the Lord is going up against this god saying, I made the storm clouds. The showers of rain come from me. And in verse 2, the Lord is speaking right up against all the household gods. If you have ever seen the movie 
the gladiator. There's a scene in the movie where I forgot what the main character's name is, but Russell Crowe's character picks up the household gods, and they're these tiny little figurines. And I've been told from uh, my church history professor that this is really accurate. This is kind of the idea that these houses just all had their household false gods that they would pray to, their family gods. And in verse 2, Zechariah is prophesying against them, saying, They're uttering nonsense. The diviners are telling them lies, false dreams. These gods are giving empty consolation. And then he compares God's people, who are following these household gods, to sheep, saying they wander. They're afflicted for lack of a shepherd to actually lead them. In verse 3, the Lord's anger is burning against these false shepherds, the leaders of Israel, who've allowed God's treasured people to fall into this pattern of worshiping gods like Baal, and these other ones who utter nonsense, tell lies, give false dreams, and empty consolation. And the Lord says that he will care for his flock, and he will make them like a majestic steed in battle. My friends, as we go today and we go about our Monday, there's a few easy applications from our passage. The first one being for anyone who is a pastor or a priest or a leader of a church, the Lord has such a high standard for the way leadership should look among God's people. The Lord's anger isn't burning against God's people in this passage because they're following these false gods. It's burning against the shepherds, the leaders. In verse 3, that word leaders is kind of a funny translation because there's a note that says that the actual Hebrew word here is male goats or he goats. He's making fun of them. He's calling them a derogatory name because of the way they've treated God's treasured people. Pastors, priests, leaders, be mindful of passages like this one. The Lord holds you to such a high standard. The call to ministry is a calling that's above any other calling on earth. God's word calls you to shepherd his people away from false gods, away from any other God that isn't the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Oh, that you, pastor, priest, would be faithful in this calling. The second application is for ones who aren't necessarily a shepherd. But as we will see later this week, actually, I think starting tomorrow, there is a shepherd. When our earthly shepherds fail us, who cares for his people, and he won't just lead us like sheep, he will turn us sheep into his majestic steed ready for battle. Doesn't this just give you hope, God's people? It gives me hope, knowing that in my wandering, in my silly and ridiculous choices I make in life, when I look to gods that utter nonsense, when I look for empty consolation from the next fix of whatever is in front of my eyes, or going through my headphones, is just empty consolation compared to what the Lord is doing, who Jesus is in my life. My friends, as we go today, let's pray for global missions. And today, we're going to pray for God's people in the nation of Denmark. Let's pray together. God in heaven, Lord, I'm encouraged by this passage. I'm convicted by this passage. You have such a high standard for both your people and the leaders of your people. Lord, we confess that in our lives, a lot of times we are chasing after these household gods. We're just looking for consolation. 
or looking for wisdom from anyone except you. God, forgive us that's just built into our nature. Save us from unbelief, from thinking that anyone besides you will be the source of joy, wisdom, consolation, and peace in our lives. Lord, we're so foolish sometimes. We need you. We need you to lead us. You are the great shepherd. When our earthly leaders and our earthly shepherds fail us, Lord, let us be reminded that we have a shepherd who will never fail us. You won't even let your sheep stay sheep. You'll turn them into your majestic steed. How amazing you are, O God. Lord, as we go today, we pray for the Christian churches in Denmark who are trying to think of creative ways to just minister to your lost people out there. Ones who are walking in darkness and just need light. Lord, I'm encouraged to read stories of churches in Denmark who are trying to be active among street performers and in touristy areas to just reach the lost. God, encourage these believers. Give them the wisdom and the boldness to do this cold style of evangelism and just walk up to folks and share the good news. God, it is such good news that we find in your word. Help us to share it and Lord, call your people out from the Danes in Denmark. We pray these things in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Go in peace. I will see you tomorrow.